Welcome back to Entertainment Marketing Confidential, the podcast where we talk about all things related to entertainment and brands. We are your host. I'm Daphne. I'm Craig. And we are joined by our producer, Eric. Hello. Today, I'm shutting up and taking a step back and letting the gaming experts, oops, spoiler, uh, do the talking today. Um, So, yeah, without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Craig and Eric to talk about gaming and brand stuff. Hello, Craig. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. Smart ones. <laughs> so do you. I love this. All right, so uh, let's first give a little bit of background on, I guess, our gaming history. Like, how far back do we each go with video games? Like, when do we start playing and sure. how do we become... Let's give a little... Yeah, just to establish kind of where we're at and our experience I guess. the medium. Uh, I guess uh, where I started, uh, so I'm 27, which means that I was five when Pokemon Red came out, and that was like the first uh, game I ever really finished. Because like a five-year-old, I, I feel like that's pretty good uh, accomplishment for a five-year-old. That to finish is the impressive. Game. Yeah, that's impressive. Um, I think from there, you know, me and my brother growing up, we had we we had every gaming console. You know, we had Nintendo 64 and GameCube and Wii and PlayStation 1s through 4 and Xbox to Xbox 360. Okay. My brother was the big Halo Xbox guy. I was more of the Nintendo PlayStation. Okay. Um, of course, now um, I've seen the light and I am part of the PC Master Race. Okay. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna take a step back now as I can't compare to that. So, Eric, you're <laughs> on your own today? Oh, shit. Okay. Um, give your blimps outside. <laughs> Wow, that's such good entertainment marketing. (laughs) Look at that brand. That was my contribution. You know what? I, I, this is pretty, that's impressive. I mean, that's, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think, um, um, a lot of it was just when you grow up with a sibling who's also a gamer, like it just fuels you. It's just something for you guys to do together. And, um, I think eventually our branches, like he branched off into, um, RPGs and, and more tabletop games, and I'm more of a, um, uh, 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 MMO kind of single player. Sometimes, uh, you know, I'll do like a shooter like Overwatch or Call of Duty. So, so you, you, know. just, you play more, you have more variety than ah. yeah. MMO to single play. Wait, two quick questions. What's so, MMO? Table that. <laughs> but I'm curious, when you're growing up, it sounds like you guys, gaming was huge. So mm-hmm. I'm curious in terms of other mediums we talk about television, film, music, video. I, 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 why was it gaming? I mean, it was it was all of it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, we watched our fair share of television. I, I think gaming is just a different experience. I think it's just um, you get something else out of it. It's more of a interactive medium and something that's more social than just watching. Because you can watch TV with somebody, but you're just sitting in silence. Whereas, yeah, you're you're a passive participant. Whereas with games, you're actively involved in it. Exactly. Like uh, Mario Kart. Yeah, part half of the experience of Mario Kart is yelling obscenities at your friends and loved ones on how much of a fucking cheater they are for their goddamn blue shell. And it's wow. Like- <laughs> and by the way, MMO Blizzard World of Warcraft. See, I'm not that much of an idiot. You just looked yes. that up. Actually, I did not. <laughs> you know nice that. try, romance. You know I was looking at porn. Do you know what MMO stands for, though? It's like a multi. It's like the multiplayer. No. <laughs> but, you, but you tried no yeah. but I just know it's like it's an online well, game played she, by a lot of people yeah massively multiplayer online game yeah. M is massive yeah, so I am so sorry you, my friends at Blizzard massively I'm drunk I was drinking at lunch you have multiplayer which is like you know Mario Kart you can have like four people play but massive is like well you have an whole online community yeah, that could yeah. be thousands millions like I'm like that's an understatement for Warcraft yeah, yeah. oh yeah there's, there's you a probably lot think of, Overwatch now there's a lot of acronyms <laughs> in the gaming world so you'll see lots of ones alright cool okay so continue so yeah. that's great background well that's that's mine yeah Craig what's what yours what about you um, um, well, Oregon Trail <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna date myself yeah Oregon Trail uh, I'm not yeah I'm not gonna say how old I am because <laughs> But well, I will say I've never played a Pokemon game, so if that helps. Not yet. Do you want one? Because I have a lot of... I don't know. I actually just got the the Switch Lite, and I've been debating whether to get the... Uh, oh, that's just playing Pokemon, airplanes, right? Yeah, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, I hear those are cool, but I haven't gotten into Pokemon yet. I'm going to... You know, it's such a hard thing like, to get into as an adult. I, I think I can play it because I've played it since I was five. Yeah. And so I have a lot of... Uh, 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 
memories and mixed emotions into it. As an, I don't know anyone who's gone into Pokemon as an adult and said, yes, this was great. It's, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. It just doesn't doesn't appeal to me, at least what I know of it. So there's so many other games, too, that I want to play and that I am playing that it's hard to, you know, add another one that I'm not super excited about. I totally feel that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I started playing when I was probably around five and I remember going to arcades. I think the first game I remember playing on a cabinet was Defender mm. at a convenience store with my cousin, which was pretty awesome. And then my mind was blown and, you know, the Atari came out. My friend had an Atari, so I was playing tons of games on that. And um, when the NES came out and my friend got that, that was the first console I had at home. Before that, my family had a Commodore 64. Hmm. So that's where I started playing games at home and uh yeah then the nes came out and it was that was it from there i got the sega genesis which i played for a long time and i missed a few consoles in between um and uh yeah then ended up starting on pc nice so yeah and then i got on the xbox train and i got the ps3 was my first playstation console even though i'd played some ps2 uh other places and then yeah ps4 xbox one and PC, but um, now I got the Switch Lite as well. So yeah, I like to game on the go. I had a couple of handhelds, the Game Boy, the original Game Boy. I got the I still have it yeah. in, in the uh, the dark green. I, it's like I have a collection of my old Game Boys, and that's my is like, that treasure. the thing I play football on? It's football. Remember the thing like this? It's like a brick. You turn it on. In his handheld, the first toilet entertainment. It you doesn't do the kick. It doesn't have a backlight, right? Like if you want to play in the dark, you need uh, like a lamp it, to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, that sounds like Game Boy. It was like two buttons, I think, and it was just the black... Uh... Two buttons and like a, the A and B and like, like a this. start button. It was like yeah, this. Yeah, it's like yeah. A big, like... yeah. Yeah, had the little cartridges you slid in the top there. <laughs> yeah, but gaming on the go was always fun. I oh, always no, liked no, that no for, cartridges. for some like, reason. It was just... Oh, no, this oh one, then it's not. The original yeah. Game Boy had cartridges. Yeah, yeah, cartridges, yeah. So. Okay. But yeah, so, and yeah, now it's like yeah, a lot of everything. So why are we talking about gaming today is because, shocker, there is branded content in gaming. Oh, yes. look at you, producer, stepping up to co-host. We might have some role yes. switching in the future. Not just in gaming, but around gaming. Around right gaming as well, yeah. 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 Um, one of the most uh, interesting stories that I've heard of is Final Fantasy XV, which is a big uh, title from Square Enix. Um, they had the most brazen cup of noodle oh yeah i yeah. saw that it was like a, it was like a quest in the game okay, you have a big you cup of noodle hat on to, so like, okay <laughs> you guys have spun off into i am not sitting still i'm gonna start <laughs> what the hell are you two talking about so let's start at square one square because Enix. it's called square Enix. i'm just kidding that, it, you're fired too uh, shit this is the daphne show <laughs> fuck everyone start at the beginning so yes a lot of people play games and gaming is huge but go back to gaming entertainment so different ways start with so tell me different ways you play games um well, in that's, english that's kind of a loaded question different way like different console i was talking to craig oh okay sorry <laughs> oh, <laughs> well since you don't talk no absolutely like no you think councils you know just kind of like what are the different ways well there's consoles so that's your nintendo's your PlayStations and your fuck Xboxes. What? Fuck off. And your PCs. <laughs> yeah, then you, yeah, then you got your computers, your, your PCs. And mobile. Um, and mobile. Okay, and cell phones so let's are start huge. with yeah. councils. So those are things that would be attached to a television? Yeah. Yes. I mean, just to keep it super simple. Sure. Yeah. So it used to be you plug in your Atari 2600, your 5200, and then it got to where my living room had a PlayStation, had a Nintendo. Like, I had three with mm -hmm. a switcher hooked mm -hmm. up to the television. Mm -hmm. Um. But now, when I see my daughter playing, she's got a headset on, a control. So I'm just curious, what's the hardware in someone's home? That like, kind of walk us through current options. Like, like and, then, and don't they play DVDs now and shit? Oh yeah, and store oh, yeah. media. Blu-ray, Blu-ray. Yeah, they have built-in hard drives now. They have built-in optical drives. Although there so. are versions that don't have yeah, optical drives. Yeah, I don't think Nintendo. Nintendo doesn't with the Switch. Um, no, they don't even have. Yeah, Nintendo kind of branched out because the Wii and the Wii U, which were Nintendo's um, last two consoles, had uh, a DVD player. But the Switch, it doesn't even have Netflix. Mm -hmm. It's not built. This I think is it really has interesting because mm -hmm. we talk about like I was joking 
one of our conversations about how my living room looks more like a theater, my mm. giant ass TV. And my theater, I've actually napped it and took a pillow. It has these big reclining seats. So the box attached to your TV, it went from gaming to being sort of an entertainment hub, mm-hmm. sure. if you will. Yeah. yeah. And who would be, okay, who are the top three players? In the gaming hub game. Well, Nintendo, Sony. Microsoft, and Sony. I was if Sony still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Yes, they are. They're going to be releasing a PlayStation 5 later this year. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And then you're saying, like, the handheld you went to, like, what I know you play yeah. on the plane, well, the stuff we saw at CES. Of the big three, Nintendo's been the one that's, I don't say the most innovative, but they've definitely branched off to do their own thing more. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, PlayStation, which is Sony, and Xbox is Microsoft. Sony tried to do handheld with the PSP and it mm-hmm. kind of failed. Um, but Nintendo, and yes. And then the Vita, which I, <laughs> and the Vita. I love the Vita, but they just stopped supporting it. And eventually okay, died. that kind of sucks when you invest in it. Well, with anything, a watch, a phone, sure. whatever. The, the thing is that um, uh, uh, PlayStation and Xbox are focused on um, hardware and, and graphics and like making it the most cinematic, whereas mm-hmm. Nintendo focuses on user experience. Um, that's why the Wii is so inventive. That's why the Switch is so inventive. It, it's made to just innovate. Okay, and so, mm-hmm. okay, then to quickly finish it. So we have online games, which is a computer, where yeah, you can well, go yeah. in. You can do, yeah, you can yeah. do online. And that's true. Yeah. That's mobile. true. I mean, pretty much. I was going to do mobile last. So, like, so there's a lot of ways to play games. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of versions of gaming because I think about you know looking like what you guys talk about is also what's funny is what my daughter plays. Um, what does she play? Does she Fortnite? Some, does she do the dance? I think everyone does that. <laughs> but again, we're laughing. I know Discord's not exactly a game. It's I don't understand in your leisure time doing conference calls. So Discord. Like I, that, I just, I don't like doing them during work. Exactly. I'm like, she's like, I got a conference call. Usually, like, you fake the plague to get out of them. And she's like, man, she's leaning in hard. I'm well, like, this is fascinating. Discord is like, so a lot of games, uh, a lot of strategy games, a lot of MMO games, you need to be able to talk to people. Like, say, World of Warcraft, there are raids where you yep. um, and everyone else has a different uh, Leroy role Leroy Jenkins. Play. Leroy Jenkins, exactly. <laughs> so Discord, Discord. Everyone knows that. Like, the, does I, not matter who you are. Ex- <laughs> so, you know. Oh, shut up. You well, know. Him and his little herd, <laughs> horde, <laughs> trying to stage a raid. And they're planning, like, I love it. These guys are so meticulous and so well thought out. I like them to run our armed forces. And this guy's like, fuck this shit. He comes Leroy Jenkins. Right yeah, 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 Leroy oh, okay. Jenkins. And then, yeah. <laughs> Leroy, you moron. <laughs> it's the friend. And then, what makes me laugh, not really, I've only played the game a couple times, but shit just hits the fan. Things are flying in. It's like, he's like, hold my beer. Like, it is, and it's lived forever. Oh, yeah, he so got funny. hired from Blizzard um, after that. Like, he's a spokesperson. He he's, yeah. That's he's awesome. He's a big player for them now. Because you think in terms of PR or whatnot, I mean, that has... So that's what people use Discord for? Did, yeah. Kind of thing? People use Discord for communicating and gaming. Okay. Yeah. So they're, like, between the chat function and the talk function, they're talking about a game over here. It'd be like me on a, what, with headphones in, talking to Craig yeah. about whatever, and we're looking at something on the same screen. Yeah, for instance, like, well, for instance, like, I was just using Discord last night, because... Um, uh, were you me, on the call, too? I was on with your daughter. That's yeah. weird. Um, I was playing uh, an MMO Final Fantasy XIV with mm-hmm. two of my friends. Um, so you have your game window up, and then in the background you have another app, Discord, up, and you have your headphones on, so you're talking with them. If you want to share screenshots, you can click over to Discord and share photos and hmm. just, like, maps and stuff. Okay. And just, yeah. So how how long would you say you play on average? Like, I, I, mm. I know that's kind of a weird question, depending on if you had a work day or whatnot. Like, could you easily sit down and play for four to six hours? Yes. Oh, easy. Yeah. Okay. 12, like, yeah. you could play, a new game comes out, you could play 12 hours. Or you could play an old game like Skyrim. Four oh, six man, hours. you yeah. get lost in Without Skyrim. Blinking. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious, like, um, if I'm watching a TV show, I'll be on my phone, I'll be on my computer. Hell, I have three screens going. Um, when you are playing a game, I'm just going to keep it super simple um what else has your attention because even with yeah Yeah, even with discord and your friends like you are so focused like so i'm sitting here thinking you have a highly engaged audience you have an audience that spends a lot of time viewing the content and i just know from working haha on past game integrations um let's talk a little bit real quick about the myth of the gamer because I don't say comic book guy in The Simpsons, but that was something I always struggled with. <laughs> no, with brands. Yeah. And that is 100% not true. If you look at the Blizzard player, you look at, it's 
first of all, it's not all male. Oh, it's no, it's very high. close to 50-50. It's only, yeah, it's almost and half And people think they live in their mom's basement, which, hey, you know how I feel about basements. I've always wanted a basement in my house, so I get it. But <laughs> no, in terms of high disposable income, um, affinity for, you know, a variety of product categories. It's just really interesting that, like, horror movies, when I joked about that, and, like, brand impressions of the genre, I think a lot of brands get gaming wrong. Because I think game... Is something that intersects pretty much what I'd almost say like that. Not four quadrant. It's like five. It's everybody. Well, sure. Everyone enjoys it. Everyone can participate. And based on what you guys are explaining in a lot of detail for me, thank you. <laughs> it's very accessible, especially, you know, I mean, mobile gaming has grown quite a bit from, was it Snake on the old Nokia phones? Sure. Um, uh, I don't even know. I was oh. late to the cell phone uh, trend. But so. you're right. Snake But, was you know, like, I've yeah. of little things we play on our phones. Like, it's now you think... Excuse me. People are held captive on buses, on planes, you know, their commute or ride share or whatever. And it's interesting, you know, like say where I go to Facebook or whatever, you know, boom, it's there and it's so accessible. And I love, before we get into the brand part, the idea of my kids, like how they just sit and watch people play games, either on YouTube or Twitch. Like it's, that is such a thing for them. And then I had one adult laughing at this and i'm like bitch you watch hgtv and watch people buy houses what's the difference yeah no exactly like it's what, watching somebody do something you enjoy it's so funny because like you hear like um there's the there's the uh stereotype where like the sports guy makes fun of the gamer guy what you go to a gaming convention and you cosplay and it's like well what do you do when you go to a football game and you paint your face like that's just your it's foot, the same that's just your game cosplay like it's, right it's your own larping <laughs> it's your own larping but yeah. like really yeah. Uh, yeah. so okay so we have a segment of entertainment again captive audience very mm-hmm. immersive um a very engaged audience with disposable income right. so I'm curious, um, yeah, Our, I, I mean, I know from personal experience um, that brands do try to dive into the space. So, I'm, like, maybe talk a little bit about just that brand, like, from the brand filter, the brand well, lens. Sh- well, sure. I mean, and just to touch on that, too, like like we said before, I mean, the, the big difference between, like, film and TV and gaming is the audience and gaming is an active participant so Mm -hmm. it's much it's just a much more um i want to say rich environment when you're trying to reach an audience because they are so focused on the game they're doing things in the game they're controlling the character they're interacting with stuff in the game world so So, how do brands show up in games well they i mean they've shown up in a variety of ways um i mean like eric you want to talk about that uh, cup of noodles thing because i saw that but i didn't actually play that game so i wasn't yeah, so I okay, so like the most I think common way just to backtrack is to have it on a billboard. There are plenty of like mm-hmm. um just uh there was like an Obama oh, yeah. one on a Yeah, the uh, Obama campaign was in Burnout Paradise. Yeah, there you go. And then like in this very classic game uh uh pole position, there was uh one for Malboro cigarettes for um for, for what? Mal- Malboro cigarettes. Marlboro? Marlboro? Marlboro. 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 Marlboro, yeah. Marlboro. You know why you don't know that? Because you're not allowed to advertise. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Also because you're really young when that game <laughs> but was. But I'm curious. Actually, you probably weren't born when that game was out. So. Probably not. He's 30. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, but but no, so for, for the uh, Final Fantasy one, mm-hmm. that was... A, it wasn't just a billboard. It wasn't just something in the background. It was a part of uh, of a quest. It was something that they had to do. Um, they had to like do something for a cup of noodles. They were working for the company, delivering for like a stand. Had a hat on. Like it was <laughs> very intense. And mm-hmm. um, it's funny because cup of noodles then host the company that owns them hosted an event for a different game a hugely popular fighting game called tekken mm-hmm. um where they have fighting events ah, where integration you know, integration exactly coming together with an activation or some sort of event i like mm-hmm. it and because uh is that also square that does tekken i don't think so but oh, maybe is it, is it namco it might okay. be Pimco. I, 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 yeah, I don't know look that up but final fantasy the uh uh main character got into Tekken as a and uh, it's just okay. interesting to see this cross brand integration like Cup of Noodles has been there for both and it's kind of like interesting yeah, yeah they, I mean I remember the Obama campaign in uh, Burnout Paradise the um, Daphne I don't know if you know but uh, a lot of times the 
advertisements and games can be static. I was going to ask you. Dynamic, I bet you. Yeah, like which I'm curious. Obviously you dynamic. swap them out, and yeah. especially if you're able to, let's say, connect online. Mm-hmm. I think refreshing the game would be part of the reason you play online too. Sure. And plus, who wants to drive by the same ad? Well, yeah, we pretty. I mean, pretty much now every game has some online component. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's some that don't, which is fine. But most uh, of them. But most of them have some sort of component, especially the, well, a lot of the ones that have those kind of advertisements. But there's been other examples. I mean, do you remember the Burger King thing where they made a game out of uh, yeah with their mascot as like the main character? Yeah, so that's so the, uh, to yeah. <laughs> I love it. He was no, like, it was like a stealth thing where it, he was sneaking it, up on. Was it hungry people? It's called like Sneak Burger or something. Sneak King or something. Sneak King, yeah. It's it's okay. So I mean, those are like two uh, completely different things. You mm-hmm. have uh, Final Fantasy, and they're like, "Hey, cup of noodles, we're gonna have you in here." Versus, we are Burger King, and we're developing our own game yeah. that's meant like it's a game that is an ad versus an ad in a game. It's yeah. kind of yeah. I mean, it, well, a lot of those brands they target the gamer market, so it makes sense to. I mean that was that was pretty ambitious. Yeah, then create pe- a game with your your mascot as the main character. Was was Pepsi Man? Did Pepsi make that, or was that a just a game? I that... don't. I don't remember who developed the game. I mean, <laughs> Pepsi Man was fucking weird. There, I saw something about Pepsi doing something with like a Space Invaders. Like oh, was interesting. A long, long time ago, but I mean, there was the Doritos one too. Doritos did a game. Oh, I think it was called Dash of Destruction. Hmm. I mean, there's been lots of brands. Like, I mean, it's been more like the Final Fantasy thing, where it's been a, an established game, and they have some brand integration, but it hasn't been a game about the brand, or right? A game that has a brand mascot in the game as a character. I think I think it's most powerful in a game when they're when they lean into it, because like you see. Um, uh, one of the most recent and blatant examples was Death Stranding. It was a huge um, Kojima, right? Yeah, Kojima. Yeah, it Kojima. was uh, Monster Energy. Yeah, Monster Energy. That was disgustingly blatant. Whereas, <laughs> so was Final Fantasy, but mm-hmm. that was the joke. He was wearing a cup of noodle on his head. Like it was The tone they, of the game was very different. Exactly. Right? Yeah. They were into it, whereas it was just like a weird commercial to see oh he just takes and drinks it and they never point to it whereas like Uncharted 3 the subway the subway thing he was like although yeah I mean I I saw I I played Uncharted 3 I I think I played online but I just did the co-op stuff but uh, a lot of people thought it was a little jarring just to have him you know (laughs) suddenly able to have subway stuff in his hands <laughs> things it was like eh. okay but, so like everything else sometimes well sure lots of hits and misses misfire. Yeah. but what's interesting even everything you're talking about you, you know a film takes could take 12 to 18 months mm. music video could take two weeks video TV shows who knows years. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say it's years it could take two, from, two to ten years yeah. depending on the game in my experience Yep. And sometimes games get canceled, so... In my experience, yes. <laughs> that happens a lot more than films, actually. Yeah, but I yeah. get it, because I think, you know, you take one of these developers, you know, they release a new title, okay? We were talking about this at lunch, you know? You could release a game and make how much money and how much sales. Like, it's... it's You, you have one shot to get it right. Mm-hmm. Now, if a film sort of misfires... You know what? There's home entertainment. And sometimes if something doesn't work in theaters, it will live forever as a cult classic. You know, mm-hmm. there's ways to rediscover it. Same with TV shows. Same with music. Mm-hmm. You know, as new generations grow up, they discover new things. But I think with the game, I just feel like you got one shot and that thing misfires at release. You're screwed. Right? That's, that's yeah, because it doesn't largely, carry over to future consoles. Yeah, that's largely true. But there have been instances of games that have been released sort of as a broken mess, like a lot of bugs and or it's something it's basically the the what was released didn't deliver on a lot of the promises made and over time the developers will patch the game and add new features that can actually win back fans online well it's not just online i mean if it's a patch that gets downloaded for the single player experience too but they they've been doing that more because there's so many games that launch 
And there are a lot of bugs still, which is... It's even like, there's a new genre of games that are like, it's meant to be buggy. Like the uh, Goat Simulator. It's like, we're going to make everything buggy, and that's the gist of it. I have that (laughs) game, but I haven't played... Oh, no, I played a little bit of Goat Simulator. It's hilarious. You play as a goat, and basically you just... The physics are so fucking weird in it. Yeah, you can like Like run... Like that car that jumped the roundabout in Long Beach? Yeah, you Um, can basically like run and knock people over, and like, I mean, there's like... Stick your tongue out to a truck and like... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it's hilarious. But, okay... That made me think of something. So, in this world of gaming, what's go a little bit into the future app? Because I've seen people play with their goggles. Oh, I have goggles. <laughs> you know, like, I have what are, like it's interesting. Yeah. Like, at what point do I walk into my living room and I've, I've, this is what I love about my job. Like, I've had the opportunity to go to places where I put a little something on my face and it, it is straight up serious virtual reality like all i know is i'm at a rave with mel gibson like it was i mean what the hell and and that was sort of let's say the prototype so you know you give them six months to a year so are we there yet with gaming because i've seen my niece like she has these sorry i'm holding paddle looking thingies like a i mean we're jet pack like she has some kind of something like this with the goggles where she could kind of yeah you know navigate an artificial world we're there as far as having that level of convenience but how popular is it reality. like if you look at but like mobile online like how it's really the, the entry point it's a, is still expensive yeah okay. especially it, for the better versions also we just started so like i have the um the oculus rift uh two i believe and it's oh, nice. it's yeah it's still you, you have to plug it into your computer so if i want to play it it means i have to take my my big gaming computer out to the living room replug in everything plug in the headset but now they have um i believe the oculus quest i think it's called that's wireless you just mm-hmm. everything lives in the headset and it's so much more accessible and that's just been developed in the last couple of years so it's definitely getting and i think it's cheaper yeah so it's i think if, it is yeah yeah so the quality it i haven't tried the quest okay. but the, my two is mm-hmm. but it's streaming straight from my computer that can process bigger things so i don't know how the hardware is just uh but i believe it's okay i believe the reviews have been like just as good yeah what is the um what's the one from uh, valve is that the oh uh half-life they're doing the half-life 3 yeah but the they they also have hardware for their vr and i can't oh, remember the, the name uh, of it. vive i think vive, okay yeah yeah i mean they i mean that if you want that full system i think it's around a thousand bucks it's around yeah exactly but it's again it's your how long is it relevant like how long well, would you have to the update there have already been several iterations of i mean hardware. my phone was fourteen hundred dollars so i get investing in something that you're <laughs> if you're going to use it every day yeah if it's going to bring you enjoyment and it's something that you're really going to get a lot of well it's only going to be as good as the software and i think okay. that's still i mean the software is still coming they're figuring it out they're figuring yeah. it out right now because there's a lot of uh motion sickness that comes with it there's a lot of like how do you, you like you can't too you can't move you can't walk regularly uh in a vr space because you get motion sickness and it's really hard to avoid that that. yeah right (laughs) Um, okay so with these technologies you know what brand categories fit best and what do you think what should be a brand's move in this space like what would like what would you without giving it away they should hire us well you know what do you think like what's next okay well okay so i think first of all uh first all um Sony products are slam dunk because Sony owns PlayStation 4, but they also make phones. So it's so there are have been like other Sony integrations in their own games. I mean that's kind of like easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think beverages and food uh, on billboards is very easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it it like especially like with Death Stranding or with. Um, Uncharted, just eating something. It's something a character can do. Yeah, there's like snack foods, there's beverages, they're targeting the gamer market, so of course there's the energy exactly. drinks, there's the chips. Exactly. What about choosing like your that. wardrobe? What about, well, the, well, what you about get, a phone You being... get things like that in different games. Like you, Got it. You can outfit your character, you can customize outfits. Exactly. I mean, especially sports <clears throat> games. I mean, I know I'm a big fan of the NHL franchise, and mm. you know, they've you got like a hockey? lot... Yeah, I do like hockey. There's a lot of sponsors, and so you, if you create your player, you can choose different gloves, different sticks, different skates. Okay, so you, so you can choose you put different it, it's brands. Like natural, like what that's brands you would fit. find, like yeah. cars in a racing one. Exactly, like, Ma- like Mario Kart 8 had a, <clears throat> uh, a DLC, Mercedes DLC. So you would um, pay $5, and then you'd get uh, Mercedes cars for all your different characters. Yeah. So that's like a pretty big integration sure. event. Um, Race, also, racing games are great for cars, obviously. Yeah. Another natural fit. 
But you wouldn't uh, think for like a Mario racing game, but it, it worked. People loved it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, yeah, I still have to check out Mario Kart on the Switch. <laughs> you mentioned a note about. Sorry to go off topic. I just made a note for myself about celebrity likeness. So yep. when we have these games, like, is this? Are you talking about like if it's Tony Hawk something, or what do you mean? Well, a lot of. I mean, there have been a lot of celebrities who've been in games, um, either through like a Tony Hawk game where it's their name on the game, and then there's been games where they are a character in the game or they're an NPC, which is a non-playable character. Thank you. Someone you, <laughs> someone you interact with in the game, but it's not the player that you're controlling. Mm-hmm. So like I, I mentioned to you, Terry Crews is in uh, Crackdown 3 on the uh, Xbox, and you can customize your character. So if you choose that particular character, you play with his likeness in the game, which is awesome. And mm-hmm. he did a... He did some promo, promos for it um, leading up to the release, which was really fun. But then uh, you've got stuff like, of course, sports games where they're using the likenesses of real athletes. Um, and it was actually a lot of games that were older that had a lot of uh, big celebrity involvement. Like Ricardo Montalban? I don't know, that's the first person I, I thought of. <laughs> well, it was like, there, was a, there was a spate <laughs> of games that were uh, full motion video that were supposed to be the next big thing. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like grainy looking video i remember playing a couple on my old uh, sega genesis uh oh yeah actually night trap was one it had dana plato from different strokes uh um, she played kimberly I yeah think, in the... but before after she died uh yeah it came out no no it was, before, it was long before she died <laughs> this is fascinating like i feel like tupac hologram and, and they, they actually uh they actually remastered that and released it on pc so you can now get that one on steam hmm. uh see how kind of fun and intentionally bad it was <laughs> but uh but it, it's just it's it's interesting because it's a totally different it's a totally different way of interacting with celebrity and uh, in in games than it is in film uh and like i said if you you get to actually play as these people as a character it, i think it kind of builds builds affinity for them you know i think um i think because um Video games fall into that uh, range of um, the uncanny valley where it's it's almost real, but it's not cr- quite real. So when you have a brand that is real, it it makes the uncanny grow more. And so I, I think a brand needs to a brand needs to lean into it. They need mm-hmm. to be in on the joke. They need to make the obvious. Yeah, it's still entertainment, kind of like when I say suspend disbelief with film. It's the same kind of thing. This is truly an artificial world. Have oh, a sense yeah. of humor. Just go with it. There was a actually that reminds me of a hilarious game I used to love playing. I still have it on uh, PS3. It was called Pain. It was a first party title from Sony, hmm. and basically the whole game was you launching your character out of this giant slingshot and trying to inflict as much pain on him as you could. Like Angry Birds. Speaking of it was better. It was better. So there were different environments. It was like a downtown environment. So there'd be some cars driving around, <laughs> and you could land in the street and get run over by the car, and he would flop. And it had these like ragdoll physics, which were great. You could fall into manholes. You'd go down the stairwell into this subway where it could hit you. You could grab onto it and get taken around the map. But eventually they started adding celebrities into this game. So, like, George Takei was in it. David oh. Hasselhoff was in it. Andy Dick. <laughs> oh. Flava Flav. And My God. It was the funniest shit ever because it, you could launch them out of, the, out of the slingshot and they had different poses depending on the buttons you were pressing. <laughs> and four of them were custom to that character. And with the celebrities, they would all have, a, they would all have an audio clip that they would play, like... David Hasselhoff saying something about the Hoff or Andy Dixon. <laughs> That's so funny. I know, it was funny. And I still go back to that game and I still like playing those characters because they made me laugh so much. And I'm probably missing a few uh, a few other ones that they added, but it was great. Like that kind of stuff is hilarious. And the talent's in on the joke and they get that it's fun see? and they get that it's not real, but everyone had a good time with it. And I, I'd love to see that one remastered come hmm. out for the next PlayStation just as a downloadable title i would buy so, it again so. i want to tap into my inner tipper gore for a second and talk a little bit about ratings i mean anyone who picks up a game it's rated for <laughs> a myriad of things but i'm curious um when you look at the audience for a game is there the same restrictions as say film and like lda i mean our spirits i mean is there alcohol brands are there any kind of no fly zones that we talked about with film like tobacco firearms which we know they're was it third person shooter you know whatever you know like i'm just curious like is there some kind of 
just consideration of the age of the audience and the brand that's put in the game. You know, there's plenty of uh, uh, games like Grand Theft Auto, playing drinking, plenty of drugs, plenty of going to a strip club. Um, I think it's just up to the brand, like just like they don't want to be involved in a in a strip club in a movie, they don't want to be involved in in a game. My, wait, I got a Grand Theft Auto story. My first experience with it, I was visiting family back east, and I went to go see a longtime family friend, and her son was, I feel like he was seven, and I'm sitting in the living room, and I hear the dad, you know, the kids playing Grand Theft Auto, dad. <laughs> Other emails. As he exhales, no hookers, Brandon. I told you, (laughs) no hookers. And I'm like, what the fuck's this game? First of all, it sounds awesome, but what the hell? (laughs) Now Brandon's a pimp. I'm kidding. I don't know, but it was really funny. But see, it brings families together. Yeah, it actually does. It's it's fun. Exactly. Because when I went in there and watched him play, I'm like, this is amazing. It's fun to see how different people respond to those kind of to, well to any games but like Grand Theft Auto for instance I remember I won't say any names but there was a previous place I used to work and there was an employee that um, at that previous place and I ended up bringing my console in for lunch one day and I turned on Grand Theft Auto 4 and this person doesn't play video games at all so I basically gave him the controllers like alright let's see what you do so the first thing he did was he, he stopped an ambulance he threw the driver out of the ambulance then he got in turned on the siren and started driving like a maniac through the city hitting everything he could and he was just having a great time and that was like it was just awesome to see what people do when they play these games the guy so. drove around the track backwards yeah it might have been Mario <laughs> by accident because I just didn't understand what was happening <laughs> it's a reflection of real life <laughs> I think my controller is upside down <laughs> that's why I can't get home I just I keep going back. so confused yeah it's you know, a lot of fun though uh, something I want to I want to touch on that's becoming uh, uh, more and more prevalent is that as gaming is getting more um, vivid and mainstream um, avatars in your games are becoming more like like people want to pay so that their Fortnite character or their um, uh, 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 CS:GO character is is you know stands out and is different and is so like I, I bring this up because Nike had a Fortnite integration so you could buy Nike shoes for your Fortnite character it's clout it's you know to make yourself. Uh, a status like above, of like <laughs> like real life. No, but seriously, like it's to try to. It's just like you buy, brilliant. Ni- yeah, just for like you buy the nice stuff, nice sneakers, Supreme shirts in real life. Um, you, yeah. May I ask if I could buy the same shoes in real life as I could buy for my avatar? I mean, you totally. Could. I think it'd be a little more expensive. But you could, yeah, in theory, you could, you could dress yeah. it exactly like you or vice versa. I'd be inspired by. Yeah. So in those in those games, most of that stuff is they're just cosmetic upgrades because if you well most of them, but if you pay for upgrades to your character that give you an unfair advantage over no. people who don't pay well then that, that, that's when it you well know. that's what i'm saying it's like it's all cause it's all cosmetic like it's a it's yeah. a service that like Which just is, it's awesome i think it's great for brands that's a great way to to integrate yourself into a game where it doesn't take people out of the game it's sort of you know enhancing a character yeah makes sense i think more brands should do it although can you think of any more instances in like fortnite or a game like that that have done something like that? Um, I, I think, I mean, for Mario Kart Online, like, uh, you could play with your Mercedes against other people and say, hey, look, I did this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, besides Fortnite, there was probably, um, there was probably, I wonder if there was one for, uh, uh, um, what was the one before? Bat Player, Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Oh, yeah. I think they had some like that as well, but I'm not quite sure. Okay. One of the big trends now is uh, the games as a service model, which is where publishers are creating and releasing games that are intended to uh, keep an audience over a long period of time rather than have a finite story mode to their so game. So I think, okay, I think Warcraft, because you think people well, play with the new I mean, that's packets, a- if you will, or the upgrades. So, how? okay, so what's playing a long time? Many years. Yeah, like I'm, the same game. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I know, like, I'm just more familiar with Blizzard titles. I, I think Fortnite is an easy one to bring up because it's been around for at least a couple year, mm-hmm. couple years now, and every 
year or every six months they have a new season with a new mm-hmm. gimmick they had an integration with uh, avengers and thanos and um and then that's not even like nike's cosmetic but this was actually an avengers theme part of the game for six months like they just keep oh doing God. new things Amazing. over and over yeah and the uh, the barrier of entry is low because it's a free game. Exactly. So anyway. so there's in-game purchases? Or? Yeah, there's in-game yeah. purchases. Yeah, you have to purchase Nike shoes with real money, but mm-hmm. then you have the clout. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Got some fly-ass shoes on. Got some fly-ass shoes yeah, and a bear head. So, I mean, they've been, yeah, they, you know, people have been touting the end of single-player games for years now because of this game as a service model, but they're still sticking so single, around. Okay, what single-player? Me on my mobile phone? Or just me playing by myself? Single-player, yeah, it's Whatever. by yourself. You don't need to have, you don't need to play online with other people. It's like a role-playing game, like a Skyrim, a Skyrim or... The Legend of Zelda. Yeah, something that you can play by yourself contained. It's a contained story. Okay. You so build. they think that's diminishing? Um, yeah. Why? Well, well, Just because it's well, I'd like everything else. Like, you think we're such a connected society, social media, yeah. we're social creatures. And it keeps it interesting. Oh, well, yeah. And, but once you finish the story, you know, they think people are not going to play the game again. So you're kind of you've got okay. a limited. Also, casual playing it, it is much more accessible. Like, if you want to mm-hmm. play Skyrim, you probably want to set aside a good three, four hours to play something that you deep dive in. But if you're doing, like, Call of Duty or Fortnite or Overwatch, mm-hmm. you just pick up, you play for, like, a half an hour to an hour, and then you're done. Like, yeah. it, it's much easier and much more accessible. Plus, you can play games like Fortnite on your phone, which oh, yeah. make it even <laughs> more accessible. So you're saying, like, you could go in and play for ten minutes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, just, you don't have to sit down... Yeah, you know, like shit. I got. Yeah. I got to you can clear out my to, Friday night. You yeah. can try to play Skyrim for ten minutes, and then four hours later, ask where your where your time <laughs> well, went. Like like watch, games. I get it. It's like watching <laughs> stuff on Netflix. I love those games. So, um, but yeah, so that seems to be a trend. So, games like Fortnite will lend themselves, I think, more to integrations, like you said, like the Nike thing, for sure. Uh, and because it's not a game that has a ton of development time, and they're just kind of how long does updates, it take to turn those around? I imagine the seasons probably don't... I mean, if they come out every six months, then an integration could happen pretty quickly. Yeah. Because I don't think it's... um, I mean, they already have the the base down. They're Mm -hmm. just... Yeah. Do they... I'm curious. Like, if there's a brand... If a game goes a couple years and a brand partners early on, can they swap out to newer models of the product as the game goes on as well? I'm sure as long as... Like, if you have a new car... Sure, they you just know, have to get those assets to the, yeah. to the developers. I mean, I, I don't know if, like, say, Mar- like Mario Kart 8, <laughs> like, they had the Mercedes, but I don't know, they'd, I don't think Mercedes would give them a 2020 model, because that... Well, upgrade. if the game was still going. I'm I, just curious. Well, Mario Kart 8 is still a thing. Like, it went from the Wii U to the Switch, but I don't think, I think it would have to be a whole new thing. I, Mercedes isn't just going to continuously send Mario Kart 8 new cars, but people still play it. Like, mm-hmm. But why still, wouldn't they? If it didn't co- doesn't really cost them anything, well, I think because it, it it's a new DLC you'd have to download. Like well, it's it, not. It's just so. It's also a lot more labor intensive when you talk about game development and film. It's it's harder than just swapping it out in post production or adding a digital well, just, version. You know, so. just tossing it out there. If there's a way yeah. a brand could just kind of stay within the universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I feel like brand like that's more like one time. I, I can't mm-hmm. imagine like a, a lifelong partnership where the brand keeps sending assets. Unless it's over. really about that brand. Wait, do you have any examples of that? Is there a game that revolves around Pepsi Man and Sneak King? But that's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we but... know about cars, but there's like eight auto manufacturers or different vehicles and thing. I was just curious if there's something that's. If it's a racing game, like um, oh God, I don't know. Well, there's there's Forza for the Xbox and. PC, there's a there's a lot. But is it one brand? No. No, no, it's it's tons of brands. Yeah, um, and then there's Gran Turismo for the ah. PlayStation. Do you notice brands right. that aren't there, like a gaming situation sure. where you think, God, they make a like, how come they don't have X yeah, product in here? Especially in well, I'd say brand. I think brands, yeah. Well, brands in racing games, sure, because there were some that were exclusive to one as opposed to the other. I think it was Porsche, maybe that was not in one of the racing okay franchises. Hmm. Um, but then there's also there's also things like um, in sports franchises like there's competing ones there's Pro Evolution Soccer and FIFA and mm-hmm. those have always competed against each other and FIFA has licenses to mo- most of the professional mm-hmm. football teams in the world whereas 
Pro Evolution Soccer has continuously lost them over time, and so they play locker. <laughs> with, the, with the with those teams, you also have those team sponsors on their uniforms. But it's like those kind of comparisons happen a lot, um, especially yeah. with the teams. But I'm trying to think with brands besides the racing genre. I'm trying to think what else. I just feel like I feel like there's there. still some so much opportunity for brands who are interested in gaming. There's more. There's more room for it, for sure. And again, I mean, for years, we had a video game department. And I mean, years and years of just really fun integrations. I'm not going to talk about the two our own horn. But it's it's interesting how it ebbs and flows. Like, the same brands, a couple years later, didn't want to touch the space. And I think... But I mean, there's no question, like, this is going to continue to grow. It's the future. And I think more brands need to seriously look at this. And I think they really need to check their data mm-hmm. on who the gamer is and what they're about. I mean, it's, I mean, it's an influential audience. Yeah. Good buzz. I, I don't know. I just think more people should be doing it. Yeah. But you could still do I think, I mean, based on talking to you guys, there's enough properties to where it's not like you're going to put in... Like every this one game release, it's not like there's gonna be fifty brands. I think there's mm-hmm. enough brands with very segmented markets and consumers, and it sounds like there's a game for everybody. It is. I oh, miss yeah, Dance absolutely. Revolution. They <laughs> still have. They still have it. You can still play a version. Oh, you of mean it. go check the gym when we go work out in a little bit? No, I had Dance Dance Revolution for home. Like you have a rollout gamepad to dance on. Like oh, that's they the wrong game then. No, it's, it's DDR. <laughs> it's still it. It's just you know. Yes, I play this game so much. I clearly don't know the name. Well, I, what I think would be interesting too is I know we've talked about a lot of big game franchises like Grand Theft Auto and Metal Gear Solid and Death Stranding, but there are a lot of indie studios out there, and it's a hard. It's become a harder and harder landscape for them to survive, especially if they release one game and it doesn't do well. Sure, mm-hmm. and a lot of studios have been shuttered because of that. But if you get a brand or a couple brand partners that decide they want to participate in a smaller game, they could probably have a bigger presence if it works for the story and also help that developer. Yeah, that kind of goes for anything, though. Like, yeah. I think any kind of content, like a smaller music video, a smaller film. But but unlike, yeah, but unlike smaller films, maybe they don't have distribution with a major studio, and that could be a turnoff but, for a brand. Whereas an indie game could release on any one of these digital platforms. You got Steam, you've got Epic, you've got yeah, Xbox but, yeah, Live, PlayStation oh. Network. So it's like. They could reach a much wider audience, even if it's not a huge game. But also, branding in an indie game is hard because, like, if you have an indie film, it's still shot 1080p. Whereas, if you have an indie game, you know, a lot of them are are 8 bit or 16. Like, they're they're much well, smaller, sure. and it's harder to. I mean, I think it would be hard to integrate into a lot. Most indie games I see that are successful are um, 2D platformer games because it's just it's easier to do when if you have a 3D indie game. A lot of them are unsuccessful and very bad looking. <laughs> like, well, is- yeah, but that's also a cool style, though. A lot of those games are going retro because it is a cool. Exactly, but I feel like it would be hard. Like, it. how do you do a retro 8 bit Subway sandwich? Like, how do, what does that look like? I don't know. It'd be kind of fun to find out. <laughs> and what? what I like is what you guys know about gaming. Like, I really, I really miss that department or those activities because I don't know, it's always fast. I, I think I'm. Slightly more fascinated by the departments I don't, I've never worked in where I'm an outsider, so I could still kind of be a fan. It fascinates the hell out of me. Like, I, like, again, every year I go to E3, I mean, that's a waste, but you know, but <laughs> I'll take your ticket this year. But I'll for go. me, what's like, I know, what I, I love is, you know, like when you go into the convention center, you know, just like I, it doesn't matter who you are, you can still enjoy the excitement, you could still, like, to me, the promotion and how they market their games, who they choose to partner with, who the audience is. It's just really fascinating. But it's like me trying to really, really good bourbon or cognac. I'm not going to appreciate it. Because <laughs> um, I just don't have that. And that's how I'm with gaming. Like, I I mean, I get it. And, you know, I mean, gaming, gaming versus film. I mean, it's going to, gaming's going to kick film's ass every day of the week on the number of eyeballs. Uh, depth of integration, that engaged audience. Um, oh, on that note, we should probably talk a little bit about games that turn into movies to really go full circle. Like I always think Tomb Raider. So what came first, Chicken or the Egg? The game, right? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, Tomb Raider. Get multiple games. Okay. For yeah. The, um, Angry Birds. About, you're talking about the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the there were two of those, Vizcander. and then there was oh. yeah, was the God awful Mario game. But the new one came out after the reboot of the franchise, which that changed it, the I franchise. I have to tell you, totally. it was still good though. But again, you could do movies based on video games. 
And then, like, Angry Birds, Uncharted. And then, well, you how go, many... You go farther back. You could do Super Mario Brothers and yeah. Double Dragon. Which Jesus. Were... I'm just trying to <laughs> keep it sort of contemporary, but also the other way. Like, sure. you know, to stay current, like, when we did Minority Report, <laughs> there's a Minority Report game. So it's also really? kind of interesting well, how you time a video game with the movie. And then there's times where mm. I don't... Where they just completely, to me, shit the bed on the timing because... When you want them kind of a one-two punch. I mean, it could go totally different. You could have gameplay that extended to the movie, Mm. or you could have a movie that extended to the gameplay. Like, I just think when you're allowed to go into both worlds, I think it's really interesting. I don't know about you. the Warcraft film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, that movie came out well after the game. Sure. No, no, I agree, but I mean, if you're talking about about timing it out, it's really hard. I think it feels like with a movie, the best they can do to time it out together would be like a mobile game. Yeah. Because the development time is much shorter than a console game or a PC game. It would just take way too long to get that right and come out and there's all there's all the movie there's also a very uh big stigma and rightfully so that video game movies are terrible like there there have been i think detective pikachu got like a 65 percent on rotten tomatoes and it was hailed as the greatest video game. wait that's a really high rating for a video like, game movie yeah oh, no, for no. sure any movie yeah, if it's a 23 or above i'm in <laughs> no but like yeah like the um <laughs> <Straight here today. laughs> i think um yeah i think a lot of people stay away from video game movies, even gamers, because they know like they don't want to be let down. What they, do you guys think about Sonic? They're also Hedgehog. some of the most passionate fans out there. Exactly. Well, wait a minute. Players. Hold on. Like you could say the same thing. Not that I read a shit ton of books either. Um, Harry Potter, but like movies. Well, even no, like say Fifty Shades Grey. I mean, people are passionate about their source material. Mm-hmm. If yeah, it's a game, I, if I it's a say, book, though, I have to say though, gamers to me from what oh, I've read, Anne Rice. from what I've read, are the most intense, passionate about oh, the source material. Oh, because the people of Interview the Vampire weren't passionate when they lost their no, shit about Tom Cruise. I don't know being if it's because I don't know if it's because it's an interactive oh, medium. I have but a, I feel like they're just so we'll invested in that. I have like, a theory that experience. I won't talk about on this podcast because we'll talk about it off because that we'll could be used for competitive edge. Yeah, <laughs> but as we were saying, like about TV shows, you invite this person into your living room for a half hour, an hour a day for a year okay max 22 hours how many hours do y'all play games um how I, many hundreds into a game or is it a thousand uh, are we saying per oh. week or per month no. just just okay into here we go a well, per year how long could you dive into one game oh in i a mean a couple hundred hours easy. yeah there you go I, I, so I when you say have... passionate like i completely give validity to what you're saying plus i completely respect your opinion but it makes a shit ton of sense because yeah. if you if you're just personally invested in that gameplay for so long. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I think you're well, very yeah. passionate about expectations. And then when that translates to screen, what are the characters doing? How the characters well, look? Sure. Wait, by the way, how do you even pick the storyline for a two-hour movie well, based on thing. a couple hundred hours of gameplay? Sure, yeah, it's that's hard. the thing. The medium is so different. And yeah, when you're talking, I mean, games... They still cost sixty bucks, most of them. But so do films. But, but, but <laughs> when we saw it, chapter two. You can pay, expensive. You <laughs> could pay. You could pay sixty dollars for a game that lasts ten hours, or you could pay sixty dollars for a game that lasts five hundred hours. It's true. Or it's I could so spend seventy five bucks to see a movie in New York with you and get popcorn. How do you condense that into a two hour experience? Well, I think I think the thing that you don't. I think video game movies make their oh, own plots. But yeah. See, this is also interesting. Now let's compare it back to literature. If you read the Jurassic Park book. It's about a lot of things. The theme park is this much of it, and I'm making mm. a very small, inchy, pinchy I never motion. knew there was a Jurassic Park book. This is the first I'm hearing about You're that. totally kidding, Shep. I'm not. I'm not Michael kidding. Michael Crichton. I had yeah. no idea. Oh, wait. Just look at Michael Crichton. He that's wrote okay. every movie you've seen. That's okay. But also, like, you want, like... That's all right. I never played that. Pokemon Red, so... So there you go. go. I think they're both weird. No, but... <laughs> but Again, the source material is very vast and covers a lot of things, and they pick sort of that what's the most, I think, compelling... <laughs> The T-Rex. So. <laughs> so I think when you look at a game, what's the most common... St- but they have the data. What are the storylines people are playing the most, which is the most popular, which ones they dive in deeper? And then you can look at the psychology of, okay, so if they're in this seat, they probably are too committed. Let's pick this one. Or maybe this one, we want to steer them towards that gameplay. And then you do a movie over here to encourage them to pick this other storyline you know, of the game. You know, you know what's so weird is that video games are inherently surreal, especially like the old games. Like Mario, you're a plumber in a kingdom of mushrooms saving a princess mm-hmm. from a turtle dragon and his kids. I actually a turd. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the movie. That was, that was a, that was Mr. a Hanky, what? independent spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> 
the, the, the movie can't possibly incorporate all that, so they tried a realistic, multi-dimensional thing, and it sucked. And then mm-hmm. the Sonic, the Sonic games are you fighting Doctor Robotnik trying to free animals from robot mechs. That's not what the movie's about. Because how do you do a fucking now, movie based off on that? You, you can't. I... The other thing too is games are supposed to. They, they just take a long time, and and it's they're never really condensed unless you're playing a very specific type of game. So translating that to a movie always ends up being so hard because yeah. you've either got to give a lot of background or you've got to gloss over all the things that people loved about the game. One example that I, I'm not sure how I feel about, but was, you know, did you ever play Bioshock? I did, yeah. I would, lo- and I would the, love to see a Bioshock movie. That's the thing is it, it would lend itself so great to the big screen. That's been trademarked by Eric. The story, <laughs> the story, they would have to just do it right. I mean, production design-wise, that would look fucking amazing yeah. on screen. Okay. But the budget was getting out of control. It had to be rated R because that's what the story called for. Or M, I guess would be the Well, it was rated M for the game, but the movie was Wait, at least Gore Verbinski. Gore Verbinski wanted to do an R-rated version. Gotcha. But the budget was getting out of control. And it would have been... That probably would have been amazing. Yeah. But... Maybe. It had a solid story. It had a solid story it wasn't it didn't take you somewhere somebody's out there going shut the hell up i've owned those rights for how long <laughs> um one final thought speaking of amazing this is our longest guys... episode by the way and it's fascinating <laughs> um <sighs> have you guys seen the movie pixels with adam sandler no. uh, uh i have seen bits and pieces of it no have you, you just seen... turn that frown upside down have you seen wreck it ralph no we're still talking about pixels we're not done here you just back that <laughs> we've been up talking and get back about in. it forever <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Pixels. Brett and I went to that screening and how you're talking about like, let's say the weird ass element of video games. Mm. There's a scene like where they're doing, like it's Donkey Kong. Like the way they worked in these iconic games and the best part of each game into the story about saving the earth. It's funny as shit. By the way, I love everything Adam Sandler's ever done, including Little Dicky. But this I absolutely loved with Kevin James and the scene that is absolute perfection is the Pac-Man with the Mini Coopers Mm. where they're the little ghost thingies. It is so good. But I like, I thought that was a fun way. And then at the end, there's a scene where all those weird ass elements of video games kind of show up as part of the battle. So I thought that's kind of a fun way to look at what the sentimental favorites of gaming or the original gaming or video games. I thought it was a fun way of working it in. Either it, that or you just take drugs. It kind of it kind of seems like it's a movie for people who know what video games are but aren't gamers. Like, do you kind of get that impression? Or people just... with senses of humor? <laughs> or that. Like, that, like no, laughing? I'm going to say that wasn't it. I hate with a shoe. But that's <laughs> fair. I, I that makes sense, though. Like, well, because like, they're iconic game figures. Like, I think yeah. Speed's an action film, or I used to. Mm. Or my husband thought serendipity was romantic comedy. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, I think that's true. It's like a way of like, yeah, you kind of know, but you're not a gamer. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that's probably a fair point. Yeah, I, I just, that's how I pick up on okay. it. And, and Wreck-It Ralph, you know, they do have yeah, like... Yeah, there was a lot of cool references in that. And the story they created was fun. Yeah. Know? But I believe they created a game from that movie, a Wreck-It Ralph game. I think they made, yeah, the um, uh, Fix-It Felix. Yeah, I think yeah. they made an actual game from Wait, it. Wait, so when you see a movie based on a video game, do you get sad or you go, oh, I should look into this? Um, I usually get sad. Yeah, okay. same. Sad. <laughs> I mean, and they've gotten better. Like, the, I didn't see the last Tomb Raider, although I heard it was pretty good. It was good. But nothing, was good. nothing close to as good as the game. I love Detective oh. Pikachu, but the game is apparently is supposedly garbage. So, really? Yeah. But I, hey, I'll watch anything with Ryan Which, Reynolds. What I guess what also is interesting exactly. there is when they turn <laughs> Zac Efron a movie, in it. I'm watching it. Well, what's what's interesting I too is when they it. turn a movie into a video game or a show into a video game. Like there's been Simpson yeah, games, yeah. the Matrix, Teenage Mutant Ninja, Teenage Teenage yeah, Ninja, 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 Ninja Turtle games and I one of the examples I had pulled up I hadn't talked about is like there is a Powerade um, uh, brand in the Matrix game so the Matrix movie turned into a game and then mm-hmm. has a Powerade vending machine in it it's like so many levels oh yeah I like it <laughs> yeah I, I mean, like it and then I'd love to talk about but we are absolutely out of time I want to talk about are there like horror video games yeah you know, are you like kidding horror? oh yeah I mean oh, can I like God. go fight zombies Those or some dragon bullshit I will, shit? I will I will personally if you're up for it I will bring in my Oculus yeah. so you could the, a horror and game also, in VR is the most do you have terrifying I have vertigo and tinnitus no, so oh that, that scared me to death on my well, PC well you're a wimp <laughs> you're <laughs>
that's between the finger. <laughs> I'm gonna have to bleep. Don't that. make me wet, will you? You just yeah, bleep that with something. But yeah, I just think that'd be fun because I think there's also a point where oh, I think cats are cool. There has to be a cat video game, or there has to be. Like, you have to check my dance games downstairs. There are downstairs. cat video games. There's one called Cat Quest and Cat Quest 2 that are actually really awesome. I mean, that but that's thing? what I'm saying. Really? Is like, I okay. think that's how you start well, is what something okay. you find you know, super interesting. Like, I love horror. I like zombies. I like blowing shit up. Yeah. I like shooting. You should probably get into games then. And I can do it in real life. <laughs> There's a lot of I go to the range. <laughs> no. And then obviously vampires. So real quick before we end this. Um, so what is the... What's the barrier for brands getting into games? Why haven't they done it more? Financial. And why have why hasn't it worked to the degree it's worked in film? That's a really good question. I think when we talked about development time and you know, I think depending like technology, like for a film, you have to send a prototype, you have to fix something in post, but you should be able to fix that digital file when the game's released. So I think it's development and a lot of brands only forecast their budgets out six months. And they don't know what they're doing in a year. I don't know if they could really figure out what they're going to do in two years. And that's what helps is when we talked about the decision makers, if you have someone high enough, let's say on the food chain, who gets the strategic advantage to doing gaming, then you can sort of set aside those budgets or know, okay, we're going to leave this for this time period. And I also think a lot of brands don't know how the fuck to do it. It's true. They don't even know where to start. Like you think, oh, I want to do this. You know, let's call the game developer. But they get calls and are engaging people all the time. And I keep saying, sorry, but if you have that entertainment marketing agency, this is what they do. Yeah. I think also the video games are such a new medium, even though they're not new anymore. But it's not the well-oiled machine that the film studios are as far as all the things that go into the physical production of a film. There's There's positions for all of it. And video games... Brand integration is not as regular. Yeah, it's not as normal as it is with film and TV. And that kind of goes into what I was so talking about. So lack of uncanny. opportunity. Well, yeah, and also Somewhat. realistic it, or it does go into that uncanny valley where like yeah. you don't see brands and video games at all. So when you do see it, it's so jarring. I mean, if you if we were to see more of it, it would be better. But now that we only see it here and there and on billboards and maybe yeah. oh, this one video game has this fun cup of noodles thing. Like it's still jarring. I think too that the, there's so many examples of when it doesn't work that yeah. that it just. I don't know if it turns brands off, but it turns gamers off because yeah. they was, are so particular about that. But if like we talk about film and. You know, we talk, like, say, there's movies that we think are supposed to be fantasy. There's certain movies that have that non-realistic entity, but we, we always make the comments for entertainment, film, TV. We want that natural world. We live in a branded world. Isn't part of, I know all of entertainment is about escaping something. Your family and hiding in the bathroom. <laughs> you're bored on an airplane. You just want some time of just joy and feel good emotions is it something when you go into a game world it is about escapism and you want to leave sort of the trappings of home not home but like your day-to-day life behind like you're going into this fantasy world sure with your mushrooms and your we want to forget that we live in our mom's basements <laughs> good point good point well, no but i mean but it's like, do you know what i mean like, it's like sure it's like a movie you, you want, want to go see a popcorn really- movie you want to forget about things and see a bunch of action for a while but but with a game it just kind of sucks you in so much more because you're actively playing this yeah, game. Yeah, but you're... don't you want to actively not play your real life? Well, sure, He's... but then there's games like The Sims where people are simulating the real life. There's the real life. truck driver simulator where you simulate oh, there's literally driving of... a truck, and it, it's so popular. It's so weird. There's yeah. Oh, okay, just... so that that doesn't make any sense. So there's actually a Euro truck simulator, and there's <laughs> farming simulator. It's so weird. It's awesome. People love it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You should see all the sim- well, goat simulator as you mentioned. Goat, yeah. Sounds amazing. But no, but yeah, I, but... I just think I think the I think some of the examples that haven't worked haven't worked really bad. They've missed the mark bad. And I think there's definitely opportunity for brands to do it right, but you've got to make sure it's the right game. And you've got to work closely with the developer on what they're thinking and what you're looking for. I, I think uh, with your brand. I think I think moving forward, um, uh, branding is is not for one player uh, or shouldn't be for one player. I think um, the Nike with Fortnite and the Mercedes with um, Mario Kart. I think that's where you get it. You want cosmetics. I, that's where the future of gaming is going, and that's Wait, where the brands. Why can't brands be for one player? Because if I go they into could. my escape thing and the way Amazon pushes ads to me based on my shopping experience, why can't I go into a game and have them push me bullshit I'd like based on my shopping they, experience or my previous engagement with brands in a game? They could, but here's like, the thing. Can I discover brands in that artificial world? Here, here's the thing. like the, A brand has 
much more to gain from saying be a cosmetic for Fortnite. If if Nike have have two choices, they can either one send assets for a billboard to be in some game that you see in the background for like ten seconds, or they could be shoes that you put on your avatar, and then the real life person is like, hey, maybe I want to buy those shoes yeah, to match my avatar. Yeah. It's so much more to gain from those kind of games. And do both. Mm-hmm. It depends on the game. It depends on the game. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think the multiplayer game is where they should focus. Yeah. Just, I think that's a good uh, well, point. You, they reach a bigger audience for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, another thought is that it would be interesting to see a brand dive into a game where they weren't as concerned about the content. I know in films you've got alcoholics, you've got yeah, drug we kind problems. of tapped a bit on the ratings and the audience. Yeah, and... Be- because I mean, let's take shoe brand for instance. I mean, people in games like to do crazy stuff. They like to try things they wouldn't try in real life. They like to push a game to its limits they like to try to break the walls they try to find bugs they try to do they try to break their game they try to see what they can get away with and Mm so a lot of times that ends up being a player beating players beating other characters up or killing people or crashing cars or driving off buildings into the ocean so it'd be interesting to see like a, a shoe brand jump into something like that where they know Okay, you can outfit your character in these shoes, but they're not just regular shoes. What if they had a special ability in the game, like they let you jump really high, mm. or they let you do like a really powerful kick? Then this person is going to be running around wearing it's, your see, branded shoes, kicking, kicking other characters, which because... would be hilarious. But they couldn't be they they couldn't they couldn't be worried about how that's going to be perceived. It's more no. of like a fun, cartoony Wait. type of experience. But you're giving a player. But, an attachment to your brand because he wants to wear those shoes in the game because they give him something that no other shoe in the game does. Hmm. But you could do that with a lot of different types of products. They should. But we know from film, um, you know our cars don't shoot rockets. No shit, Sherlock. Everyone knows that. (laughs) So, really interesting. (laughs) Wait, I'm still amazed that I could play some kind of zombie vampire thing. No, I'm like, wait a minute, what? There's Wait, some I have great... to ask, are there dirty video games? Of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There are yeah. adult-rated, especially with VR no, now. No, no, no. Dirty. Yo, yes, adult. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Wow. <laughs> you, mean like, you mean like where you get all muddy and stuff? And no then... boobs. <laughs> There, there is a, uh, there, there, uh, there is there a. There was dirty video games when I was growing up. Strip poker. Well, why do you think we like Whoa, the Oregon pixelated Trail? pixelated strip poker. <laughs> Dysentery is pretty dirty. Dating sims have been around on new grounds anyway. Oh, fascinating. Okay. Well, yeah. on that note, you guys, that was very long. That was awesome. So, wow. Yeah. So brands who sound excited, they should be excited now to get into video games. <laughs> can email us. Absolutely. After all the shit talk. Yeah, if anyone has questions, you can always email us at info at pentmark.com or info at propagandagem.com. I'm Daphne. I'm Craig. And, and I'm... Oh, uh, wait, I get... Oh, oh that's right. Yay. Hold on. And I'm Eric and screw... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what did that do to you? <laughs> <laughs> it's in the game. Good night. <laughs>